Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tonight on episode 30 of the Penthouse Basements podcast, we take yet another trip to the Thought Bowl. Topics discussed include the original It TV movie, Queen, What's the Best Spider-Man Movie, We do way too much fact-checking and listen for an exclusive interview that I've got with the ladies from the Yeah We Know About That podcast. All this and more next on episode 30 of the Penthouse Basements podcast. You're listening to W-O-W-D-L-P, Tacoma Radio, and this is the Thought Bowl. And we're back with world-renowned, internationally known, highly appreciated movie critic, David Lamison. How are you doing, David? Very well. Thank you. So much love for me. Yes. So great. So, um... Let's first talk about you know a lot of stuff going on in the world. Tons of stuff. We got um, the Equifax uh, breach where nearly 40% of the entire population could have their personal information compromised. I had nothing to do with that. You had nothing to do with that. Did you check to see whether your information was compromised? No. Not, you're not no. concerned? No, not you're, concerned. Not concerned no. at all. Okay. No. Well, what about you, Pete? I did check, and they said uh, it's it's not – they said it's – I could have, and they will check back with me on September 11th. I'm glad they gave you a definitive answer. Right. They that. said, like, your information could be compromised, and we'll send you a free year of monitoring service for a year. So, the By co- the way, you can't purchase a home right. or, or an automobile. Right. Or- Probably someone opened 20 <laughs> accounts in my name also. But, uh, but, hey, free monitoring for a year. That's, yeah. That's, that's pretty, great. It's pretty generous. Yeah. Of, uh, It sounds like a good trade-off. Yeah. And we have the hurricane uh, coming up the Florida coast uh, tonight. Yeah. Anybody that has friends and family in that area, just, you know, stay safe. Stay safe and make your own decision on whether you should leave or not leave. I mean, have all the information, but um, it's kind of weird to see the uh, visual news networks interview people and basically calling people stupid for staying at their home or yeah. wherever they're in. I mean, you may not agree with them, but like this is basically everyone's like livelihood, all their possessions. Mm-hmm. Like how hard would it be for the average person to like leave everything they own basically behind? Like I I don't think it's as easy as a decision as most people make it out to be. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I mean, so a lot of people actually my boss had to he lives in Miami. He had to rent an airplane 
Now, he has the financial capability of renting an airplane. I have no idea how much it costs to rent an airplane. I imagine at least eight or $9,000, I yeah. would imagine, at the very low spectrum, to evacuate his wife and his wife's elderly father. Mm. And he said it was like a zombie apocalypse the last day he was, he was in my <laughs> People were just going crazy. Man, that's nuts. No yeah. more milk and bread. No more milk and bread. And he yeah. and he's in Europe this whole week, so his wife had to board up their house and do <laughs> it. You take care of that, honey? Yeah, Great. exactly, yeah. exactly. He said his wife is not too happy with uh, <laughs> with having to do that all, all on her own. I so. wouldn't be happy about that either, Pete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I may take the plane to a divorce lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he said he was he felt obligated to rent a plane for them. Yeah. Just the you know the fact that she had to do all the prep and everything um, by herself because he was he was in Europe making billion dollar deals with tech companies. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. They can afford another ivory back scratcher once the hurricane. Ooh, uh, that does the hurricane sound an ivory down. back yeah. scratcher. That does sound nice. Yeah. So um, David Lamison is here to tell us <laughs> still. about. Still, he's still here. <laughs> he hasn't left. He's still with us. And uh, whether you're listening on 94.3 FM or you're listening on Tacoma Radio. Or you're hiding in the room somewhere listening. Yeah. Or you just happen to be walking in Tacoma Park and can hear the station because depending (laughs) where you are in Tacoma Park. We we open all the windows and we just yell. Just yell. And whoever's around, they hear. (laughs) I think I made that joke last time I was here. Um, So... We're going to talk about summer blockbuster movies, the ones yeah. that you've seen. So of the summer blockbuster movies, David, which ones have you seen? Uh, really none of them. No, that's not true. Um, Spider-Man. I saw Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very good. I would say um, it might be the best Spider-Man movie. Um, a lot of people forget about the original Spider-Man 2 directed by Sam Raimi. Um, and I admit I haven't seen that movie in a very long time, but um, I bet if I go back and watch it, you know, there's always a, re- a recency bias with that type of thing mm-hmm. where when the latest movie comes out, we always think, oh, it's the best thing ever. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Spider-Man Homecoming was very good. I, I would say the thing that um, separates it from the original Spider-Man 2 uh, I think the supporting characters around Spider-Man are a lot stronger in Homecoming than they are hmm. in the original. Um, like, there's a real sense of like a lived-in world with like other um, fleshed-out uh, people around him. Are you talking about the actors and actresses, or are you talking about a specific character? I'm talking about their specific characters, characters. and okay. I mean their acting is very, mm-hmm. very good. Also, um, I'm bad with names. Uh, but uh, Spider-Man's buddy, his high school buddy, um, can't remember his name. I'm a great film critic. Everyone loves me. Um, I just can't remember names, names of people, movies, places, anything. But this, uh, did you say this was the best Spider-Man? Movie? I, I think it was the Ooh. best Spider-Man movie. I mean, the characters, and I think overall, you've got a good villain. Um, it really is a wash. I mean, they, they, I mean, you could make a case that they're even, but I mean, you know, what are we doing here? It's 2017. What does it matter what movie's better or not? All right. What's you know? the worst Spider-Man movie? 
the worst Spider-Man movie is uh, Spider-Man 3 by Sam Raimi. Hmm. Uh, that one's the one with Venom, I think. Mm-hmm. Not great. Hmm. Not great. A lot, I mean, a lot of people would agree with that, though. Is that – you think that's almost consensus as that yeah. being – I mean, fans of Spider-Man would say mm-hmm. that is the worst Spider-Man. I mean, a lot of people don't like the Andrew Garfield reboot – the mm-hmm. second reboot of Spider-Man. You remember? You remember those movies? The, the no one remembers them. Pete. They all no kind of like a blur. That. I remember Tobey Maguire mm-hmm. was in one, and uh, then they yeah. got Andrew Garfield who because was, Sony didn't want to lose the license. Andrew so, Garfield. He was in Social Network, right? As yeah, mm-hmm. the other guy. Not not Muckers. <laughs> not Muckerberg. Uh, Zuckerberg, but uh, <laughs> Muckerberg. But the other guy. Yeah. Again, don't know the name. Uh-huh. We we don't know his name. And we're not fact-checking here because if we fact-checked live on the air, that would dominate most of the yeah, time. Yeah, it would waste too much time. Yeah, it would so. waste too much time. So yeah. we would rather be wrong and called out later embarrassingly for being wrong mm-hmm. rather than look up the right answer and take the time. Right. We're just guessing here. We're not experts. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, we want to bring you um, quantity over quality. Right. That is the goal of the Thought Bowl. <laughs> and the views of the Thought Bowl do not necessarily reflect the views of W-O-W-D-L-P, Tacoma Park. I know. Tacoma this Radio. station loves Spider-Man 3. So <laughs> it's good that you said that. There's a Spider-Man 3 poster on the wall right behind you, Pete. Oh, there is. <laughs> and um, I believe the last show you said you're anti-3D. Yes. Was this movie offered in 3D? Uh, it might have been. Um, oh, we can talk about another movie that I saw, which okay. I think was overrated. Uh, Dunkirk. Mm. Now, we saw that movie um, at the Smithsonian, the IMAX theater. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, everybody, they bandied about the terms like, oh, this is going to be as good as Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it was. I think... Uh, the there's like three different stories that sort of merge in the backdrop of the Dunkirk story. Um, and I think only one of them was sort of effective as like a gripping character study. And that was of the civilians uh, with the, with the boats. Now it was a whole fleet of civilians that volunteered to go help the soldiers but it's sort of only the, the movie sort of only focuses on one boat of the uh, old guy and his son and his son's friend. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be an uh, area where the movie sort of had a missed opportunity going in. I thought that the movie was going to be solely about um, just like a bunch of civilians that go and help the soldiers. Um, but it sort of takes like a weird turn and focuses on uh it focuses on like a couple pilots and some of the guys actually on Dunkirk and it I don't know, it's fractured and maybe I went into it with a bias because Saving Private Ryan is one of my favorite movies and when <laughs> someone said this movie's just as good, oh well, you know. That was it. I was like, This movie can't live up to that. Come on. Hmm. Tom Hanks, Vin Diesel. Oh, that's right. I forgot Vin Diesel, who played uh, – didn't he play an Italian soldier? Yeah, and in... he's like the first to get killed. In oh, really? Wow. The first of the group Spoiler. To get killed. Yeah. If you haven't I'll... seen Private Ryan, which came out 50 years ago. If you yeah. haven't seen Saving Private Ryan, you need to see it because it's, it's very good. Is that really your favorite war movie? I mean, 
I would I would say it's one of my favorites. I mean, Apocalypse Now is really good, mm-hmm. but uh, man, Saving Private Ryan is so it's really good. Hmm. It's really good. What about you, Pete? What's your favorite war Ooh. movie? Um, so many. Um, The Deer Hunter. That's a great. That would not. It's not totally a war movie, but a good portion of it. I think it has the best Vietnam scenes mm-hmm. of all the Vietnam era. Uh, war movies. The I'm talking about the uh, the Russian roulette scene. Yeah. With Robert De Niro and everyone. Christopher earn- Walken. Yeah. Everyone earned yeah. their Academy Awards. Yeah. On that movie. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, Hamburger Hill, uh, underappreciated one. With you remember that one with Michael J. Fox? That just and, makes me hungry. That and movie. I know it does. <laughs> and Sean Penn. Where's this Hamburger <laughs> Hill that I can go get some free grub, Pete? Uh, Platoon. Though I watched it recently, it's I didn't like it as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Full Metal Jacket, which is there's not a really a whole lot of war footage in Full Metal Jacket, as opposed to Apocalypse Now, which is yeah. an entirely a war movie. But I would have maybe, yeah, I would say Apocalypse Now, the eight yeah. hour version. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> Kubrick, he just like to keep filming. That wasn't Kubrick. That wasn't Kubrick. No, it was um, um, Apocalypse Now was um, Brian De Palma, right? <laughs> no. That's not right. That's not right? That's not right. It is. Well, we'll look that up while we're... No, uh, we're not looking no, anything up, Pete. We're going to have to look this up because I don't want to... That's a pretty important movie. <laughs> it was one of the big directors. Who were like the three or four biggest directors? Stanley Kubrick, you said. Michael one. Bay, definitely. No, come on. I think it was Michael Bay, the, no. the apocalypse now. <laughs> it's Steven Spielberg, Brian right. De Palmer. Steven Seagal. And uh, who's the other guy? Scorsese. Scorsese. It was yeah. one. Of, I think it was Brian De Palmer who did Apocalypse Now. Th- no, I don't think All right, it we're going to look be. that up. So you owe me a trip to Hamburger Hill. I do. I'll take you. To, I'll take you to Hamburger Hill. <laughs> so uh, also we're, later we're going to talk about the new uh, Queen. Specifically, is it a Queen biop or a Freddie Mercury? Freddie Mercury. A Freddie Mercury biop. Freddie Mercury. So we're going to play a song, a, a very fast version, live version of "We Will Rock You." Rarely heard. You're listening to W-O-W-G-L-P, Tacoma Radio, and this is The Thought Bowl. And that was Queen with a very fast live version of We Will Rock You. It's a very good song. What's your opinion on that version of that song? I mean, they only released it on that live album, I think. I don't think it was ever on a studio album. Um, And they only played it in the 70s. I think it's a great I think it's a great song, you know. It, it it's weird how "We Will Rock You" is such an iconic song. Like they still play it at still sporting sports, events yeah, today, all over. And um, they they decided to like play with the the you know format mm-hmm. and do like, well, why don't we do this fast version yeah. of this song? And you know, it works well. It works well. Not a lot of people know that it exists. Either, no, so, no, you know. Being a diehard Queen fan, yes. such as myself, you, you know. said, is Queen your favorite rock oh, band? Yeah. Really? By yeah. far? By Not far. even close. Yeah. Mm. Who would, like, your top three? Top three Queen. Um, uh, hmm, that's a good question. I like Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. It's very good. And um, 
Let's see. Who after Stevie Wonder? This is riveting radio. Pete. It is. Uh, Zeppelin, probably. Okay. Led Zeppelin. Although you, uh, you uh, revealed to me last episode that I was on how uh, Led Zeppelin is a bunch of stinky uh, song stealers. stealers. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that may uh, recolor my feelings for them. But, mm-hmm. you know, they're, you know, iconic. They're still good. Yeah. You know, I'll say my top three would be uh, Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two might be Led Zeppelin. Even though they're thieves, Pete. They're um, thieves. They stole well. <laughs> and uh, they made retribution and um, since then. Okay. Um, and actually, I kind of in a weird twist away, brought attention to those artists that they stole from, like uh, Muddy Waters and, mm-hmm. and Howl and Wolf. Um, but yeah, it's still kind of messed up, you know, what, what they did. And number three, oh, that's a tough one. I have to say yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm. I'm a big prog rock fan. So You look the part, Pete. Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> I look up. Prog rock is probably the most uh, divisive genre of music there is because a lot well, you... of people just think it's too, yeah. I wouldn't say too intellectual, but too uh, musician-based. Well, you've got a Yes album that's two hours long with four tracks. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that is true. They were big on having one side being an entire just a jam. Yeah. Seek them out. They're proud. They're like the precursor to like the jam bands, like String Cheese Incident and all that. Oh, yeah, and a Widespread pa- yeah. Panic, all the, yeah. you know, all those bands. Um, speaking of bands, mm. that movie, It. Nice transition, <laughs> nice eh? Segue, like, nice Pete. segue there. Nice, nice segue. segue. There's, a, there's a reason why you're the host. Yes. Segways. It's segways <laughs> like that. Uh, so they're rebooting It. And originally, was It even in the movie theaters? No, TV movie. It was a TV. TV. And it was a TV movie. The one coming out now, was that a TV movie? No. Or it's a movie movie. It's, in the, it's a movie movie. Okay. Big budget studio movie. Based on a Stephen King novel. Right. Called It yes. Also. This is this conversation is gonna get real confusing to yep. talk about. I was we were talking about it mm-hmm. last night. It, yeah. And like it, you know, it like, yeah. who's on first. Yeah. yeah it was just like that. Oh, we're gonna see it. it. What are what? you going to see? see? It. No, it. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. So uh for people not familiar with it, if you were giving like the uh, back-of-the-box description of the movie, the original movie, because you haven't seen the new one. You're going to see that right, <laughs> yeah. after, right after the show. You're going to see it. So if you had to give a back-of-the-blockbuster video <laughs> synopsis of the original It, what would it be? Well, first I would say you've developed a time machine to go going back, back to, to be in a blockbuster Wait, there's video. no more blockbusters. Isn't there... There's probably like five left in the entire country. Well, if you want to – quick side tangent. If you want to follow a really awesome Twitter account, I think it's called The Last Blockbuster. Uh-huh. Search search for that Twitter account. It's very funny. Oh, anyway, okay. um, shout out to them. Uh, so how I would describe the original It. Um, I would say a group of preteens uh, must fend off a – evil presence that's taking over the town and then after they feel as if they defeat it they have to get back together 20 years later to stop it again that's basically what happens in the original movie so without spoilers i don't want to spoil anything when you say presence what do you well is this imaginary is this real uh that's sort of skewed in the movie. I never read the book, 
So any huge Stephen King fans out there, if you want to call in or throw a brick through the yeah, window. Send us an email at thoughtballradio at gmail. <laughs> yes. Um, so you can complain about how bad we've botched all the facts, especially about – Apocalypse the- Now. Oh, it's Francis Ford Coppola. We did look that up. <laughs> right, yeah. Not Brian De Palma. Not Brian De Palma. Yeah. Who did Carlito's Way. Another fine movie. And but- Scarface. And Scarface. Yeah. Um, it, so you're not really sure if – the demonic presence who takes the form of a clown mm-hmm. in the original played by Tim Curry is probably the best thing about the original. Um, but I mean, I recently saw the original one and it, you know, I think it's a little better than people say a lot of people trash it and they're all flaws with it. Like the ending, apparently the production team like ran out of money and time. That's why it's a little rushed and weird. Um, but, uh, I think the performances of the children in part one particularly are good. And those performances are so strong that it makes you care about the characters, which carries over to the uneven performances of the adults in part two. So even though their acting is a little uneven in part two, the adults, you still care about the character so much from part one that I think that it's still an effective movie. Now we can talk about Stephen King and his botching of the ending of stories. Yeah, That's but a whole this other way, podcast. But this is but you don't know what he wrote in the book. No, I don't. So a lot of times like things are totally like he was not too impressed with what they did with The Shining. Right. So this could be another scenario where Stephen King had what he wrote in a book could be totally different than what was shown. But um, I will point to the TV movie version of The Shining that they released, I think, early 2000s. And Stephen King was involved in that more. And he was like, we're going to make a version that's more like the book. And it came out and it was not great. Was Jack Nicholson in it? No. Who, um, who was Steven who, Weber played? Who was um, Steven Weber? You never saw Wings, Pete? He's <laughs> oh, Wings. that guy, the guy, that the main guy, guy from Wings. <laughs> oh, okay, now I think <laughs> the guy with the hockey hair from Wings. Pete. Oh, okay, now now it's Rebecca De Mornay played um, his wife, who played Scatman Crothers. Uh can't remember. Mm. It was Scatman Carruthers' brother, <laughs> Bebop Carruthers. <laughs> More non-facts. <laughs> but you said that wasn't very good? No, it wasn't very good. Like bad? Like it wasn't, I would just say wasn't... it's bad. Hmm. I would say it's bad because it's sort of like – it was a two-part TV movie and they don't have enough in the story to fill the time. And also in the original book – it's not a hedge maze. Mm-hmm. It's uh, uh, bushes that are animals that are cut to look like animals that come alive, come alive and terrorize. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's just not as effective because the special effects look like a dumpster fire. They look horrible. This is early 2000s CG, CGI. and they don't look uh, okay. They don't look good. So, they don't look good, Pete. This uh, is supposed to be the big centerpiece scary thing, right. replacing the hedge maze, uh-huh. the huge iconic hedge maze from the original Shining movie, and it's it's a dumpster fire. Huh. Doesn't look good. Is this available somewhere to watch on? Some... I hope not. Oh. <laughs> I, mean, I just want to see it if, just to see. So I remember vaguely it coming out, but me kind of feeling like, oh, this is not going to be that great 
plus probably the guy from Wings probably turned me off. Steven Weber. Not Paul yeah, McCartney yeah. and Wings, which I love. <laughs> I love Wings. They might be my fourth favorite band. But the guy from Wings, the show about a small airline? Was yeah. That, is that the premise of, of Wings? people don't remember Wings. Remember this was Wings. like post – this was a post-must-see TV NBC sitcom. So this is, I think – after Seinfeld, after Cosby Show, after Cheers. Maybe it overlapped with Seinfeld. No, Seinfeld was way after the Cosby Show. Right. No, but what I'm saying is like NBC's like glory days. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Like yeah. the, Wings was like a news radio. Mm-hmm. Like a, a middling type of yeah. popular on the popularity scale for NBC. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, back to it. Um, <laughs> no, I want to talk more about middling NBC sitcoms, Pete. That's why people are tuning Facts in. Of life. Yeah. Facts of life. Facts of life. Don't you dare call that show middling. Don't you dare. So the original it, it – so it was on a regular TV network. Yeah, I think it was right? ABC, I think. And you said it was in two parts? Two parts, yeah. Like part one was – Part one was stri- – and it's, they're sort of doing the same thing with the new movie. Um, part one is going to be strictly focused on the kids' story, mm-hmm. and then part two will be the adults. And with the new movie, they weren't even sure if they were going to be able to do the sequel. But the this first It theatrical movie has gotten positive reviews, and it's probably going to be a hit. So now they're going to go ahead and do the second part with the adults. So. Are they going to make it like a Back to the Future 2 and 3 where they release them really <laughs> close to each other? Like two, uh, like three months from now, are they going to release this? I think they're going to try to release it as soon, soon as, as possible. possible. Oh, okay. yeah. huh, that's interesting. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, it would, be, it would be horrible for it to be like a Lord of the Rings type situation where we have to wait like two years right, for the right. sequel to come. Yeah. I mean, with horror movies, I think it's a little different when you're releasing sequels. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's not going to be like Saw. Saw. Like, there's not going to be like an It 8 coming. Hey, you never know. <laughs> running out of ideas, so they might. Uh, and what's your feeling on clowns in general? Um, don't bother not you. Not really a fan, I'd say. You can, not really but you're a not, fan. You don't, you're not terrified of them, but you're not. Oh, I mean, they are terrified. Do they disturb you in a way? I mean, it's a, it's a bad rap. That the clown has gotten. Speaking of bad raps, the insane clown posse. <laughs> Speaking of clowns and bad rap. Another way <laughs> another way that the clown has sort of strayed from his roots. Right, right. The roots of a fanciful jester, mm-hmm. uh, entertaining children, and those young at heart alike at the circus or um, at a fairground, if you will. Right. Uh, these are the origins of the clown. But now it's sort of been warped and twisted because of this It movie and – I, I don't know. I think it's that, more Wayne Gacy dressing up like a clown that's and, another and killing and killing another, people. Another way. You don't have to look you don't have to look him up. Yeah. You don't want to. Don't, you don't have to look him up. Is it loosely based on Wayne Gacy? No, a this is bit? much more supernatural. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, maybe Stephen King was like, We're gonna scare people with the image of the creepy clown. Right. But it is a lot more supernatural than anything, you know. Than anything physical. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I got it. Um, oh, yeah. I once heard the why people – I have like a few friends that are literally – I mean grown you know, grown adults that are literally terrified of clowns. Oh, it is a thing. Oh, yeah. It's a it's thing, like, Pete. Yeah, it's a thing. And when we play the second Queen song, I'll look up what that actual thing is actually called. <laughs> we got a lot of fact-checking to do. <laughs> we have a new laptop in here. Segment. We have a fact-checking laptop in here. <laughs> That's what it's called. And I've heard um, – 
psychologists describe this as so a clown represents your naked soul you're like look when you're looking at a clown mm -hmm. the makeup and everything represents yourself without the facade of everything that we gather in our physical world and right. that, and that scares people because they're looking at like their naked soul my soul has a giant orange afro yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and i feel the same way about zombies like zombies like disturb me not disturb me but i'm just not into anything like associated with zombies because i feel it's the same thing i don't know what exactly is going on on a psychological level mm -hmm. but something turns me off about anything involving zombies and no i've never watched the walking dead and people need to stop saying oh you really really need to watch the walking dead because i'm not going to watch something as a typical zombies. viewer someone that started watching it stopped at season two started again and stopped again because of like various uh lame story choices mm -hmm. you don't have to watch the walking dead people. oh really you know you, you think it's overrated you think I mean, it's overrated it it for every two things it does well, it does three really crappy things. Mm -hmm. um, I would stick to the comics. Oh, okay. And play the Walking Dead adventure game. Oh, I the play the Walking one. Dead pinball machine, which I really like. But I <laughs> have no, I, like the I have story. no idea what's going on. There. Yeah. So I just, I don't know any of the characters. So I just, in the pinball machine, in the middle, <laughs> there's a giant naked grotesque looking thing that's like seems to be stuck in a barrel and you're just supposed to shoot at him that's just time. a mirror in the middle yeah. Pete. <laughs> it's me <laughs> i figured it out now. but yeah don't watch the show okay. don't watch the show read the comic i apologize to all the walking dead fans out there there sure. are millions i'm sure there are millions. do you think there's more walking dead fans or game of thrones fans out there I probably game of thrones game of thrones yeah. i think i think so too. walking dead is old hat now yeah. everybody wants to get i mean i don't watch game of thrones you don't i was just gonna say a lot of people are so surprised whenever i say that yeah. like, you look like a weirdo that would be into game of thrones yeah and i don't i don't watch hmm. it don't watch would it. you do you not watch it because you don't have hbo no i mean we have hbo oh. go um oh. but, i mean we watched the first episode and you just and like I mean, it didn't like grab me. Like I didn't hate it, but mm -hmm. it, it wasn't a thing where oh, I gotta, I gotta keep watching, gotta keep watching. Right. Like, right. It, it, I don't know. Maybe we'll get back on it mm -hmm. at some point. Mm -hmm. I mean, we watched Glow, which was good. Oh yeah, I love that. Um, I think that's one of the best things I've I've seen recently on any of the uh, streaming services. Uh, Black Mirror, I would recommend that. That's oh, sort okay. of like a horror anthology, oh, okay. like the Twilight Zone. Uh huh. Um, oh okay. Like. Every episode is its own little story. contained yeah. thing. Oh, okay. I have to check. Because um, I saw that on um, Because You Like This, You Might Like That, and Black Mirror was one of them. I was like, I don't I have no idea what this is, is or it's about. Yeah, the next season's coming mm -hmm. soon. They just released a trailer for it, and it looks, looks pretty good. Mm. looks pretty good. Yeah, I would definitely recommend Black Mirror. It's I think it's Netflix only, but don't quote me on that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so it is a reboot. So uh, just run down some of your successful, in your mind, successful reboots and unsuccessful reboots. I think you mentioned The Shining was an unsuccessful. Yeah, reboot. well, the t TV versus TV movie versus. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we can debate whether or not you think Force Awakens was a reboot or not. I, I mean, I would say that it's a successful reboot of the Star Wars franchise. It's sort of a sneaky reboot where... They sort of reboot it on the fly, but it's not really a reboot. 
Um, but it's I, I'm confused with all the recent ones. Is Force Awakens where they actually give an episode number? Yes. And then I, I don't view that as a reboot. I just view that as a continuation. Well, it is sort of the same story as New Hope, Pete. I mean, yeah. that's one of the main criticisms of it. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they just redid A New Hope with Luke Skywalker as a female. Right. Um, which, I mean, I think they did it effectively enough that the reboot – if you want to label it as a reboot, you can, but it's not a negative in my mm-hmm. mind. Um, Maybe the Planet of the Apes movies. Um, Those are reboots. Are you talking about the Tim Burton ones? <laughs> the Tim Burton ones, yeah. Nobody remembers these Tim Burton Planet of the Apes movies. I think they only did one because they were trying to reboot the franchise with Tim Burton in the l- late 90s, I think. Oh, wait a minute. Was this the one where uh, – who was in that? Who were the stars of that? Uh, Marky Mark was yeah. in it. Yeah, that was. Yeah. yeah, all those are reboots. I yeah. mean, that was, and these. But other... they only did one, I think, because no, it was done, so. They've done two other ones. No, but then. this is the second attempt to reboot Planet of the Apes with James Franco, and the CG Caesar. These are no, not the same are... as the Tim Burton. You can't reboot something once you reboot something once. Everything this is else... a double reboot. These reboots <laughs> were made for walking, Pete, and they're walking straight into your heart. No, I mean it's the original, and everything else is reboots. So right, uh, the ones with Marky Mark, and the ones with James Franco, and the other ones, those are all reboots. Right, but what I'm saying is the Tim Burton uh-huh. unsuccessful reboot, obviously. Um, I thought that one. I thought <laughs> you didn't the last even remember two. it. Pete. No, I, I thought that one was the better ones of the reboots. That was more really? in line the with Tim Burton. That I felt that was more in line with the original ones that came out in the late 60s, early 70s. I mean, this was an era, and that era still might be going on, where a studio exec was like, hey, we don't have, we're out of ideas for this reboot. Let's give it to Tim Burton. He's crazy. He'll do something mm-hmm. weird with it. Oh, and, yeah. You know, that they, any sort of property that the studio doesn't have an idea for, they just give it to Tim Burton. Yeah, it does kind of seem, um, yeah. Have you seen the documentary? What was the Superman movie? Oh, with, Nicol- um, with Nicolas Cage that never got made. It does have a name. I think it's I. Well, we'll look that up. Something else we'll look up during yeah. the next Queen song. There's still like production stills for with Nick Cage, Cage. in the Superman getup, mm-hmm. and um, they're pretty crazy looking. There is an alternate history where. There's a Nick Cage Superman movie that happened, and yeah, I, I bet it would be better than Man of Steel was. That was just a slog to get through. That's not Superman. It's not like Superman can't be like dark and brooding. Uh-huh. It's one of the ways that he works. If you're going to have him in a universe with Batman, like one of the ways that he works as like a counterpoint to Batman, or the way he does things, as Superman is like a, um, you know, like a good American, like. Um, Golden Boy, you know, Truth, Justice, the American Way. And Tom Batman, Brady. He's Tom Brady. <laughs> Batman, anything but murder to get the job done, mm-hmm. no matter what. Like, he will break a bad guy's legs to get information. Right. And Superman wouldn't do that. That's Peyton Manning. Yeah. <laughs> so, we figured it out. We got a lot of sports fans <laughs> listening, Pete, so I'm glad that you brought in yeah, the tomorrow. Metaphor. Well, tomorrow is opening day, so. Well, Thursday of was. Of what, Pete? Of uh, NFL football. NFL, what does that stand for? National Football <laughs> Oh, League. wow. Yeah, I know football. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of Queen, <laughs> another great segue. We have another Queen song. What's this next Queen song, David? Uh, I think 
this next Queen song is another little known uh, song. It's not on any greatest hits albums or anything. It's called Spread Your Wings. Very good live version we're about to hear. It, you know, really shows off Freddie Mercury's um, singing prowess. All oh, right. Very good. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to pop in one last time and mention that after the Thought Bowl segment, I added on the exclusive interview that I did with the ladies from the Yeah, We Know About That podcast. Um, their podcast is on iTunes and SoundCloud. It's really funny stuff. You should check it out. Uh, also, they're in an improv group called Thanksgiving 2007. They regularly perform with us at the Pinch in Washington, D.C. the first Tuesday of every month. It's the improv cavalcade show that we host. It's free to get in. Uh, we just ask that you buy some booze at the venue to support them. Uh, anyway, sorry we keep uh, mooching off the Thought Bowl, but we haven't really had any time to do any actual episodes of the Penthouse Basements podcast, so uh, hopefully that's going to change soon. But you never know, maybe we'll be going back to the Thought Bowl sooner rather than later. You're listening to W-O-W-D-L-P, Tacoma Radio. And this is the Thought Bowl. And that was Queen with Spread Your Wings. And uh, continue listening to Tacoma Park, Tacoma Radio. Uh, We're out of here at 4, but there's some fabulous shows that follow us from 4 to 6 p.m. It's uh, Roadside Attractions with Brian playing uh, traditional country music and rockability from today and yesterdays and from 6 to 8 p.m it's roots and wings radio did i say that right roots and wings radio and it's the uh, roots of america in musical form so continue listening we have uh, programming 24 hours a day and we have a lot of um past week or two some shows have uh, switched from their normal time to a different time we used to be on from 4 p.m to 5 p.m so if you're wondering, oh, where's my favorite show? Uh, what time is it on now? Just go to TacomaRadio.org, and you can find uh, show information. If you want to donate to the station, that's great. You know, donate $100, $1,000, $10,000, whatever you can afford. There's a, a uh, simple and easy donate button. If you want to volunteer, there's stuff to volunteer for. Donate to keep me off. Yeah. <laughs> And if you want, if you want to do what we do, you're like listening to this show, like oh, it's something I I'd like to do. I can do better than these clowns. <laughs> Not the clowns from it, <laughs> or the insane clown posse, who are having a um, aren't they having a jamboree or something pretty soon? The insane clown posse. Yeah, I think it's like coinciding with a alt right march. Yeah, and like the ICP has come out and they've been like. We're clashing with these guys, yeah, so yeah. you know, don't get in our way, alt right. That's right. Guys. Don't mess with the don't mess with the gigolos, yeah, gigolos, yeah. Or whatever they're called. <laughs> the gigolos. So if you maybe want to, you know, have a show yourself, there's also information uh, about that. And we just heard a Queen song, "Spread Your Wings," and we're playing Queen because there is a new rock biop coming out about Freddie Mercury. Not necessarily about Queen, but about well, Freddie Mercury is yeah, I Queen. Think it's about his his very flamboyant yeah. character, so they wanted to make a movie about it. Right. If you threw him in the water, he would be able to light on fire. He's that flamboyant. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, when most people think of Queen, they think of Freddie Mercury. Oh, yeah. I mean, people think of Led Zeppelin. You might think of Jimmy Page or Robert Plant. Mm-hmm. You think of The Who, you might think of Peter Townsend or Roger Daltrey. But you think about Queen, unless you're like a guitar player, you might think about Brian May. Yeah. But 95% of the people you say Queen, they're thinking of Freddie. You know, it really could be called Freddie Mercury and Queen. Yeah. Really, because it's he's a very he was a very dynamic frontman and the person, the face that you saw for Queen. Any word on what the movie will be called? Was there a did they release that at least? I know Entertainment Weekly they posted a picture of uh, Remy Malik mm-hmm. as Freddie Mercury. I don't know if you've seen it, but if you haven't looked it up, it I mean it looks just like Freddie Mercury. Like it's, yeah, he looks. He looks insane, like the transformation that he, you know, just look it up. I can't do it any justice. Yeah, yeah, it's really, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I think it was Entertainment Weekly that released the photo. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, there was been talk of a Freddie Mercury biopic for a while. Mm -hmm. Borat was supposed to be in it. Well, not Borat, but. No, it was going to be Borat. (laughs) It was going to be Borat. It was going to be Sasha Baron Cohen as, as Borat as Freddie Mercury. Mercury. Yeah, yeah. That was the issue they had. Brian right. May was like, this is too much. I can't, He's I like... can't agree to this. <laughs> the direction that they didn't want to go in. So, yeah, that was in the works, and something happened. I guess we're never going to find out the real reason. Yeah. But I do think it was – I think Brian May is steering this and steering the direction of this upcoming uh, biopic. So if I had to guess – I would say it was because Brian May and Sasha uh, did not get along for whatever reason. And maybe Sasha wanted to take it in more of a lighthearted, like comedic direction. I don't, I don't know. That well, they say this is pretty lighthearted. I mean, they said this is not. It's not going to be. They're not focusing on him dying from AIDS. They're not focusing mm-hmm. on <clears throat> a lot of the um, more, I guess, depressing aspects of of, of everything that they're focusing on. Um. Him just being a you know a dominant figure and probably one of the most successful uh, rock frontmen mm-hmm. in the history of rock music. Best as, as rock as as vocalist ever. Ooh. You can make a case. Ooh. I mean, who would you put over Robert him? Plant. He, Robert Plant. He doesn't have the. I mean, he maybe was more talented as a songwriter, uh-huh. but I mean, he can't sing like Freddie oh, Mercury. Come on. Mm. Well, yeah, I guess maybe. I guess maybe. Yeah. Well, I do think part of the appeal of the Queen sound is the backup harmonies also. So mm-hmm. I think you kind of have to, you know, give credit to uh to everyone else in them because I think everyone the drummer sang a few songs. Roger like, Taylor, yeah, yeah, the keyboard player. Mhm. Probably sang, you know, for their pop hits. I think the songs that he sang on were probably just as popular as the other the ones that Freddie Mercury uh, sang lean on like um they're escaping me now. What are the ones that he sang? I think you, I, I, I don't think you, I, I don't know what you're talking about is what I'm trying to say. Oh. <laughs> now there's a few songs that the keyboard player wrote and that he sang. I, I'm, I am waiting for you to tell me these okay. songs, Pete. I'll find that out. We're, we're going to fact check that. <laughs> we'll put it on the end because four members of Queen, mm-hmm. Roger Taylor, John Deacon, and Brian May. Mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury. Oh, the bass player also played keyboards. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah. Well, John Deacon. Yeah. He, now yeah. he I he didn't sing any. 
Pete. He didn't sing on any I'm, of the songs? Sorry to take you oh. to Queen School, Pete. Okay, well, I think some. I'm, what Classes I meant to say. Classes in session, Professor Lamison is here to teach you the ropes of Queen. What I meant to say is some of the songs that he wrote. <laughs> right. Not Another necessarily one bites the dust. He wrote, he wrote that, that, which yeah. is arguably their biggest hit. I mean, you can. Yeah, and arguably can... just a ripoff of uh, <laughs> Sheik's Good Times. Mm-hmm. But that's that's another story for I'll have to look that song up. Oh, maybe yeah. It is. Yeah. I mean, it is. That, that is more of an indictment on. You know, maybe it's like bass players, like they have like a, a a kinship, maybe, and he unknowingly ripped it off. No, I'm a bass player, and I can tell you, there's no bass player kinship. We just <laughs> you hate each other. No. Well, no, I no, he actually said he was actually in the studio mm-hmm. when she recorded that song. Oh, really? And that he actually based mm-hmm. <clears throat> another one. Based, based. Uh... <laughs> Pun time. I should have saved that for our pun game. <laughs> so there's been a lot of um, successful rock biopics. Uh, the Doors. Mm-hmm. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Yep. He is a better Jim Morrison than Jim Morrison, in my opinion. I think Jim Morrison's family might have something to say about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you know, I think one of the main things that helps a biopic is if you are able to have the music. Um, and then there's always a question of, do you want the actor playing the singer? Do you want them to do the singing or do you want to just have them like lip sync the studio recordings? And that's always a, like uh, a tug of war because <laughs> I mean, if they're going to sound similar, then maybe it's better to have it sung live, but then you're listening for nostalgia so maybe you just want to hear the old tracks. I mean, I'm not sure what they're going to do here. I don't know if Remy Malik has any kind of singing chops uh, or anything. He said it was a combination of his voice on some things mm-hmm. and old Freddie Mercury tracks that they did some type of blending process that okay. it's going to be. Because I believe Val Kilmer did all the vocals for The, the Doors. doors. <laughs> and Joaquin Phoenix did the same for Walk the Line. Okay. So there has been very successful uh, attempts at the – redoing redoing the music yeah it's a it's a it's a fine line yeah because you know you i mean i'm a huge Freddie mercury fan and you know you don't it would be it'd be nice to hear his voice because you know he has such a great voice but if remy is like talented enough that he can pull it off then Mm -hmm. you know i it would be nice to hear you know like footage before the movie comes out just to you know, listen to what it's going to be like. Cause you know, I'm looking forward to it after that photo, I'm talking up this photo, everybody. <laughs> this was an amazing photo. It looked just like Freddie Mercury. It looked yeah. just like him. Yeah. And one thing I don't think a lot of people realize it's about day-to-day actors. At one point they probably were trained singers or been in musicals. Mm-hmm. So you, you would be really surprised at, um, there's a really great video of Robert Downey Jr jumping on stage with Sting mm-hmm. and singing a police song and killing it. Yeah. That really surprised. But, you know, like I said, so when it's been an actor for 20 or 30 years, they've probably been in musicals or probably started out uh, training to be a singer or had to sing for certain parts. So you'd be really surprised about the vocal ability of your common uh, everyday actor. I mean, more actors from back in the day, they were more of like a jack-of-all-trades. Right, like, right. you did need to know how to sing and dance because a lot of them had, like, vaudeville roots. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, do you th- I think maybe you've gotten away from that, like, most actors? Like, all they can do is act. Like, Brad Pitt, like, do you think he could sing? Oh, yeah, yeah. You think Brad Pitt could sing? Oh, yeah. 
All right. I, I, we're going to go on YouTube right after this show. <laughs> we're looking up Brad Pitt's hot tracks to see if he has I any kind you, of yeah. like a fire pretty LP sure. or something. I'd be surprised if he couldn't sing. I would say that. I would be surprised if he could sing. Really? We'll invite him to karaoke okay, yeah. next time. <laughs> I'm trying to think if he's been in a movie where he sang. Mm-hmm. I, I um, 12 Monkeys, he sang for a brief second. Did he really? Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen a very 12 brief Monkeys. Scene. But we're running out of time, and we want to oh. fit at least part of this Queen song in, because <laughs> they're probably going to fade it out before um, the 4 o'clock show, Roadside Attraction, comes on. But we're going to hear probably the most famous Queen song, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. And uh, thanks for listening to The Thought Bowl. And thank you, David, for coming by. Hello, everyone. This is David Lamison, host of the Penthouse Basements podcast. And a new segment, hopefully, which will continue. It's called the Penthouse Basements podcast on location. And I have two special guests here with me from the popular improv group thanksgiving 2007 and they also have a podcast we do it's called yeah we know about that can i get an introduction each of you introduce yourself of course what's up um do you want to go first i'll go first (gasps) whoa whoa i'm kayla jeffers co-host of yeah we know about that podcast and also a member of improv group thanksgiving 2007 (laughs) so ditto to everything that you said (laughs) um but my name is kathleen deporter Her name is also Kayla Jeffries. My name is also (laughs) Kayla Jeffries. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah, all right. And this gimmick, this weird gimmick thing that I thought up right now, I'm going to ask these lovely ladies three questions. And they're on my phone right now. Pop culture oriented, nothing too crazy. Like, not how would you solve the Obamacare issue. They're not going to be anything like that. I got some choice words for that. (laughs) Well, if if you ask me about the Pythagorean theorem, I could definitely tell you about that. Yeah? Yes, confirmed. Nothing about <laughs> nothing about the piss agam theorem in this no. these questions. Okay. <laughs> Question one. Here we go. Alright. Who is more likely to be in prison in five years? Oh man. Lindsay Lohan. Oh god. <laughs> well. OJ. Oh. Or Trump and a family member. Like a either Trump and or Someone one of his family members. Trump. Yes, yes. Okay, well that is one of really the hardest questions of my lifetime. Can I say all of them? Is that possible? you think OJ is going to fall off the murder wagon? I Maybe not do. even murder. No, I honestly do. I mean, he mm. didn't go to jail for murder the first time. No, he didn't. He, he went, went to jail, jail for, for burglary, burglary, kidnapping, kidnapping. Yeah. for orange. It was a cornucopia of that. yeah. It was a cornucopia thing. Yeah, Lindsay Lohan. She right now is not doing well. If you mm. guys follow her on social media, she's spiraling, and so I, I kind of, <laughs> yeah. I'm interested. I'm very interested to see where she. I'm seeing. Yeah, I mean, her five year trajectory is just so unpredictable at this point because it's been unpredictable since you know the parent trap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing with Lindsay is that right now. She's She's claiming, you know, on her social media posts that she is doing well. Yeah. But um, she switched know, religions. She switched, but she's only doing it to capitalize off of burkinis. Yeah, burkinis. And we all know she, wants to, she has a new burkinis, fashion line yeah. of burkinis. Yeah. yeah. So what we're thinking is, you know, Lindsay might not, honestly, yeah. in my opinion, I think 10 years, it's a different story. Five years, Lindsay probably won't be in jail. Mm. I OJ. think she's going to, I think Lindsay's going to be engaged to another Russian person. 
Mm. Yes, mm. for sure. I don't know. I mean, the Trump family member thing. If someone, if none of them go to jail, that's out of control. Yeah, yeah. agreed. But maybe they won't. Maybe we're living in, you know. What is this? Some Crazy kind of dystopia? I, just, I was gonna say a utopia, but I meant a dystopia. Yeah. <laughs> George Borwell over here. Yeah. So you're, you're thinking OJ. That's think, what you're thinking. Think He's yeah. gonna fall off the There's wagon. There's just no yeah. way, dude. There's no way that he doesn't go back to jail. Yeah. Alrighty. That, that's great. We had a great dialogue yeah, here. Yeah, it was really yeah. special. Question two. Great. We're cutting out the fat. Here we go. <laughs> More likely to be president after the next election. <laughs> Trump. Okay. The Rock. Or literally anyone else. <laughs> okay. What's so troubling about this? Go on. Is that I'm, I can't answer that question mm-hmm. with yeah. any any just shred of confidence. That's true. It could so, be anyone. It I really mean, literally The Rock. Who's The Rock running with again? Isn't it Kid Rock? No, Kid Rock. No. <laughs> the Rock. Is that a kid version of The Rock or Kid Rock? <laughs> no, it's a kid version of The Rock. It's The Rock and Kid Rock. 2020. Wow. That's who I want to see as president. Yeah, yeah. If He's got kid, my vote. If, as you said, if the kid rock. <laughs> the kid rock. If, <laughs> the rock and kid I'm so mad about this. I am praying with every fiber of my being that it's literally anyone else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> studies show that, you know, anybody is possible. Anybody could become, anybody president. Could become president. Let's throw another celebrity in the mix. Mark Zuckerberg. Could be. He's going to run. Uh, we know it. People seem Probably. to like him. People seem to like his social Elon media Elon Musk platform. called him like an idiot or something a few days ago. Uh, well, psh- he, he said that he didn't have a grasp on um, artificial intelligence. Oh, we got a billionaire feud. <laughs> AI, AI. So you're going with literally anybody yeah. else. Yeah. I could see The Rock winning, but I, I honestly think he is just doing it. Whoa. That was The Rock that attacking was the rock. us. Being like, how dare you? <laughs> I, I actually, I think that The Rock running is yeah. just a publicity stunt for yeah, the yeah. Jumanji movie. <gasps> I don't think it's true because the Jumanji movie's coming soon. <laughs> I hope so. I think he's just, he's just trying to drum up God, interest. What in I'm that. trying to say is, is that the new thing? Yeah. What so I'm saying is, trying to promote something. They Jumanji go, 2020. That's yeah, all yeah. I'm saying. I'm voting for Jumanji 2020. <laughs> yeah, Jack Black, Kevin Hart. Yeah. I'd rather vote for their ticket. For sure. They're <laughs> bringing <laughs> hilarity back. Sure. Yes. So well, they've got my vote. Any anybody else? Yeah. Yeah, I think. I really definitive. hope that is the answer. Yeah. Definitive answer. Final question. Okay, right, so right. this one a bit of a controversy. Okay. But here we go. All right. So you have the ability to be a invisible phantom. Okay, I already like it. Like yeah. fly on the wall type thing yeah. during yeah. an event. Which of these three events do you pick? Okay. <laughs> the the night Princess Diana died. Oh. <laughs> the night John Benet Ramsey was murdered. Oh, oh, oh my god. Or the god. night. Of the OJ murders. Okay. Which one? Which one? For those one? who aren't here, I just kicked a brick wall <laughs> and broke my foot. 
Um, okay, so I'm pretty sure I know what happened the night of the OJ murder. Yeah. Right, yeah, aliens came down and Alien. murdered them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm pretty right. sure I know what happened the night of JonBenet Ramsey's murder, and it's that she turned into Katy Perry. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. She turned into Katy Perry, and then she made that song, Bon Appetit. Mm. Or Swish, Swish, Bish. Swish, Swish, Bish yeah. about Taylor Swift. Swish. Uh, what was the first one? Princess Diana. Now, Prince people. All in. Well, people say. Oh, well, it's pretty cut and dry what right, happened. The right. paparazzo. Paparazzo. But, paparazzo. But no, that's a conspiracy possibly because maybe everybody was drunk. Nobody knew what was wow. happening. The queen had her murdered. It's just trying to cover it up. I, no one knows. Princess Diana. Through and through. You would I pick know, Princess I know Di. what happened in the other two. Mm -hmm. Lady Di. Lady Di, would you go? Everybody's Lady Di Gaga. You know what? I, I, God, she, everybody's <laughs> Lady Di Gaga. <laughs> yeah. Listen, coming from someone who does own the Princess Diana Beanie Baby, it's worth so much fucking money. I'm gonna <laughs> so like, much you know, money. At least twenty dollars. I've always thought about a dystopia where, um, and <laughs> like, <lot>. yeah, <laughs> just where, constantly. Yeah, no, I'm constantly thinking about this. Remember when like Beanie Babies were really big? Everyone was like, collect them. They're gonna be so valuable one Do day. Do I ever? Oh yeah. What if right now today, literally, they were worth so much money that you would go out to dinner and you'd pay in Beanie Babies? Like if Beanie Babies became our currency. That's a mm. modern day dystopia if I've ever heard of. <laughs> I was. I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking once we get nuked. By North Korea. Yeah. yeah. We're either going to be bartering in Beanie Babies, yeah. Pogs, or Pokemon. Snap bracelets, Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. That's coming. Listen, if Beanie Babies were currency, let me tell you one thing. I'd be rich, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, I would love, love to thank my guests oh. right here from the Yeah We Know About That podcast. I've been here with. Kathleen Reporter and Kayla Jeffers. This is David Lamison from the Penthouse Basements Podcast. Thanks for listening and sayonara. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.